This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, July 7, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. This week, Baton Rouge police shot and killed 37-year-old Alton Sterling under suspicious circumstances. Body cameras police were required to wear apparently caught none of the relevant events. But in evaluating this killing, will police even ask the right questions? Matthew Feeney, policy analyst at the Cato Institute, comments. In the early hours of Tuesday, the 5th of July, officers responded to a 911 call in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They were responding to a call that uh, said that there was a man threatening people at a convenience store with a gun. The incident uh, resulted in the death of Alton Sterling, who was uh, reportedly selling CDs outside of this convenience store. The footage of the tussle that ensued between Sterling and the officers shows uh, two officers on top of Sterling. Uh, One of the officers then says he's got a gun. Uh, It looks like the other officer then shoots Sterling, and uh, Sterling dies. Uh, The frustrating thing about these kind of incidents is that uh, it it looks like it was a legal shooting, but also unnecessary. Better training could probably have prevented something like this from happening. The Department of Justice is uh, undertaking its own investigation. And this relates to some of the work that uh, I've done here at Cato because the two officers were wearing body cameras, but it looks like during the scuffle, the cameras came uncoupled, uh, and the dash camera and body camera footage has not yet been released. In Louisiana, what are police required to do with their body cameras? So body camera policy uh, differs not just state by state, but also police department by police department. Uh, what What is clear is that uh, this is the kind of incident where body cameras should be on. This is response to 911 uh, and also a use of force. And if, uh, but of course, the, these kind of uh, incidents are only going to be useful to people who advocate for body camera footage uh, if the footage is going to be useful. And it looks as if the cameras uh, wouldn't have captured anything uh, particularly of note. Thankfully, two bystanders were filming the incident, which has given us all of the footage that I've seen, at least so far. The Baton Rouge police uh, earlier this year were renegotiating uh, what kind of body cameras they would like to use. There were complaints earlier this year that the body cameras were falling off or difficult to secure. When these kinds of events happen, you will almost inevitably see uh, a police chief or city attorney come forward and say, we've looked at the evidence and we have decided that this shooting was justified. Hmm. Or uh, they'll, they'll add, police followed proper procedures. Mm-hmm. And it, it is always a very unsatisfying thing, but those seem to be the only metrics that cops and prosecutors are ever willing to use. Right. And I think it's uh, especially shocking to uh, citizens to look at the footage like this shooting uh, because it is shocking and it it looks uh, very disturbing. But it's important to keep in mind that police operate under a certain set of rules. So a police officer can use deadly force if he or she reasonably fears for uh, his or her life or the lives of members of the public. And what's interesting about the Sterling footage in particular is that 
from all the footage that I've seen, it's not clear that Sterling ever posed an immediate threat to either officer. It seems like it could have been a, a tragic case of miscommunication. You have two officers on top of Sterling. One yells, he has a gun, and the other perhaps interprets this to mean he has a gun in his hand. Uh, if you have a gun in your hand, you can reasonably make an argument that you are a threat to the life of an officer. But it doesn't look like Sterling actually had the gun uh, in his hand and uh, was regrettably killed. The question that is uh, now being asked, as it is always asked after these all-too-common uh, police shootings, is, so what if we have video footage? That's not changing anything. So the interesting thing about uh, cameras, uh, not just body cameras, but dash cameras, is that they do gather uh, extra evidence that is valuable to investigations. And as we've seen, uh, it's the fact that it's not only that dash cameras and body cameras exist, but also that citizens have cell phones and can record things has not deterred all police officers from uh, misbehaving. However, uh, it is worthy of note that at least last year, many of the times that police were uh, charged with uh, with crimes related to lethal incidents, they these incidents were caught on camera. So you, uh, listeners might remember the Samuel DeBose case in Cincinnati or Walter Scott in South Carolina. It's... Uh, interesting to think what might have happened had these shootings not been caught on camera, because if you have a dead person and a police officer, you have the police officer's report of what happened. And the value of cameras is to gather the the third eye uh, that can look in on these incidents. Uh, multiple news agencies now collect you know, varying uh, data on police shootings, especially police shootings that result in a death. Um, and their, their numbers vary a little bit, but the government... Uh, the feds, at least, currently don't request that data. And even if they did, it would be voluntarily provided by police departments. That's right. So there are about 18,000 law enforcement agencies in the United States, and the federal government doesn't have the power to compel them uh, at the state or local level to hand over data on police shootings. That said, as you mentioned, uh, some journalism outlets have tried to keep track uh, of police shootings or killings more broadly in America, The Guardian has probably the most comprehensive uh, of these projects. Uh, last year, The Guardian found that 1,146 people were killed by police in the United States. Uh, this year, the number so far is 561. Uh, this is uh, about the same pace as we were on last year. So it's about three people a day are killed by American police. Now, there are things that uh, the federal government could perhaps do in order to improve data. Uh, many police departments would like to use body cameras, but they're expensive. And the Department of Justice has set up body camera grants. But it is within uh, the federal government's power to say, or within uh, the executive branch power to say, if you do want federal money for body cameras, you must report data on use of force and uh, killings. And that is what I think the public is interested in, and I think it's also what lawmakers are interested in as we continue to try and improve law enforcement in the United States. Matthew Feeney is a policy analyst at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and with Cato's iOS app. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. <laughs>